dress flip flops on, singing to that highway song. Got a little night smile, the kind of drives you wild. Nothing like playing with fire, brings boy to life. Be with the fuse you light, be good as dynamite. Following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, fourteen minutes and twenty seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. 1420 in the morning for this seventh day of June 2023. Thank you, Chris, for making us a part of your morning each and every day here on YouTube Live and Facebook Live and wherever else we may be popping up throughout the interweb today. Uh, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to bellyupsports.com and check out all their great articles and other podcasts at bellyupsports.com. And uh, they, we are what they aren't, his belly ups and motto. And today's show is brought to you by Yeti's Coolers and Yeti's.com. Go to our link in the show notes and get yourself something from Yeti. Uh, glasses, mugs, coolers, and apparel. Yeti built for the wild. Well, the news came out yesterday. Big news, the PGA and the Live Tour merging yesterday became as it came as a complete surprise to me, reminiscent of the uh, heel turn or the turn that Paul Orndorff had on, on Hulk Hogan back in the summer in 1986. We'll talk about more some more wrestling in a bit here, but I was completely one. I was shocked 100% considering the, uh, the vitriol that comes out of uh, everyone's mouth in the two factions, more so the PGA towards the Live guys. The Live guys are living footloose and fancy free. They got a bunch of money but now they uh they got the last laugh and uh, the, all, everything that turned out jay monahan made the announcement yesterday of the merger uh almost a year to the day where he was talking about uh the morality of uh, people playing on the live tour how uh, they should be ashamed of themselves for taking the money and he was taking the moral high ground because against the saudis as you know in the the 9 11 um, the tragedy that happened in 2001 and that people that, that are on the live tour should play with more morality. And he basically said, when you play in the PGA tour, you don't need to uh, check your morality at the door because we are, uh, we're, we're, we're a family per se. And we, we take everybody seriously, but the, uh, that, that all kind of went out the door yesterday with the big announcement that happened with the, with the Saudis, with the PGA tour. And now the, uh, now the, uh, the PGA tour, there's a lot of infighting Rory McIlroy. He's got to be the one who's most pissed off. He turned down upwards of, uh, rumor has it, over $500 million guaranteed. And you think that's got to be a bit of a kick in the pills. Rory McIlroy will be okay. Don't get me wrong. He's got a few bucks in the bank. But he has, he's got to be one that's got to be a bit pissed off with this situation. Because almost a year to the day when the, the Live Tour played their first event, uh, Rory McIlroy and the rest of PGA guys, at the they're at the Canadian Tour right now. And they had a closed-door meeting with what's going on there. And uh, they can't be happy with what has occurred with the PGA Tour and with the the, the way the, the uh, it all went down. There was a seven-week, I guess, negotiation period with 
with uh, Jay Monahan of the PGA and a few other guys, but basically it was it was kept pretty hush hush throughout the entire negotiation. That's why it was uh, such a surprise yesterday. I think I was watching CNN yesterday when it happened. Yeah, that's where I get my sports news of CNN. I actually shouldn't, but uh, I was just watching that for whatever reason, and it came across. And I it, I spit my coffee all over my keyboard, basically watching what was going on. I was shocked. I was. Uh, this, I wouldn't say dismayed. I'm not I'm not gonna take the moral high high ground. Let's let's face it, folks. It is just sports. Let's not let's not uh, confuse the two on what's going on. But I was like I said, I was quite shocked that the whole thing went down and it was a hush hush situation. And the players in, to a man were not involved in the negotiations with the live tour and how it all went down or why it went down and everything else. Remember that golfers don't have themselves a, a union or a players association they are independent contractors out there and they if they don't play well they don't they don't uh, end up on the uh the PGA Tour, and you got to win X amount of events, X amount of money, on and on and on to get exemptions and to be a full-time member and to play in the majors and everything else. And uh, you could find yourself on, I don't know if the Hooters Tour still exists anymore, but the, the lesser-known uh, tours like the Corn Ferry Tour. So these players, they basically get they get left out of the negotiations that Liv got, and who knows what the uh, when, when it all comes out, it's going to be a, a lot of money. But basically now, I think that it's a situation where the Saudis and Liv Golf own the PGA Tour. Uh, not not the PGA of America, but the tour is kind of how the two are going to merge, how it's all going to come about, how it's all going to, to shape up. Will PGA tours be able to bounce on the live tour? Will live because live guys can uh, apply for reinstatement, I guess, at the end of this season and they can play full bore and everything else. But it basically when it all came down last year, it was basically you, you can't play on any of the majors. And that kind of came through after the fact you can only play in certain, you couldn't play in, in any PGA events, but now it's, it sounds like it's going to be, open and free it's just a situation where the players who are offered a bunch of money are they going to get retro pay like Rory McIlroy over years is there something that the PGA Tour can do because they were basically the ones saying hey yeah you should stay with us because you know we, we're the ones who made you we're the ones who helped you become fame rich we're the ones who helped you become famous will will the PGA Tour which is now a live tour uh, situation will they be going back and uh, paying retroactively for a guy like Rory McIlroy and saying yeah here's the dough I'm just using him as an example are there other players who will who will look for the money that they they got turned down uh, and it, you, you got to think that the guys who, who didn't play on the um who didn't jump over jump ship they got to be thinking geez that was a huge mistake because over the year what what would what would have guy guy like McElroy lost out on playing in in 15 18 tour events uh not having to play as much to have not not the guaranteed money he got once again, Rory McIlroy is going to be fine. He's 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 doing okay. I, I'm I'm quite sure. But like, if you look back, like a guy like Dustin Johnson, who took 125 million guaranteed, and his uh, career earnings were only only 74 million or 75 million, whatever it was, and he took 125 million guaranteed. Looking back now, why not? I didn't have to play that much. I could play, you know, the the, th the three events. It wasn't it wasn't action packed. It wasn't it wasn't a grind. I didn't have to fly week in week out. Play the the pro ams and this and that and everything else uh, over over the over the the, the the last year. So it's a thing like Dustin Johnson looks like an absolute genius compared to Rory McIlroy, who was told to uh, stand your moral ground and uh, and fight for the PGA Tour. Tiger Woods was offered seven hundred million dollars. You got to think like what are his thoughts towards Jay Monahan and the rest the PGA Tour uh, higher-ups that, that, that pulled these negotiations off without him, whether Woods is involved, I don't know. The details aren't out yet, but you can't think that uh, he'd be happy getting another $700 million in his bank account, which can't hurt. No matter what, $700 million is still $700 million. Tiger Woods is fine. 
Once again, he gave Elon or Ellen, his uh, ex-wife, how much money. So another $700 million in, his, in his bank account probably wouldn't hurt. But the way this all came about and the way the they were talking about the entire thing the entire time, it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense how this how this all this all came about. And the PGA Tour looks really, really bad right now. Uh, Jay Monahan, apparently his contract is up at the end of this year. So he got this deal done. Uh, the guys who were laughing all the way, the way to the bank, guys like Greg Norman and and Phil Mickelson, who have been, been at odds. And you got to think that Mickelson, he was involved in the negotiations a little bit because he's been the biggest spokesman for Liv this entire time. And he got a big payday, $250 million, I think it was. And he got a big payday. And so he's laughing all the way to the bank saying, you know what? Everybody can be bought. Everybody has a price. Like the Ted DiBiase said back in the 80s, the million-dollar man, that everybody has a price. And I'll tell you what, kids, no matter what, every time, if you if you never learn anything, from uh, listen to 1420 Sports Bar podcast or 1420 in the morning or whatever entities we got going on out there. Always, always, always take the money. No matter what, take the money, kids, because it will it will come back to haunt you. It will come back no matter what. And you know what? There's always more money to be had. So you might as well take what you can get because at the end of the day, Donald Trump, like I'm not a, I'm not a Trump guy by any means, but I was reading stuff that a year ago he was saying that the merger is going that will happen and the players who don't take this money are going to regret it. And he, because I think he's an investor, he's got, because they do play some live events on his golf courses. Like I said, I'm not a Trump guy. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm just a Canadian guy down in my basement recording a, a third-rate podcast right now. But I'm just not a Trump guy. But when Trump calls and he says that it's going to happen, these players who didn't take the money are going to regret it. And sure as shit, they are regretting it big time right now. And now you are going to have players in fighting like you wouldn't believe. And nobody really knows what this, uh, how this is all going to turn out is this good for golf who knows will it be bad for golf who knows there are already people taking the moral high ground saying they'll never watch golf again they'll never be a part of it again i don't believe that for one second like it's uh at the end of the day it is just a sport we shouldn't uh there there is some morality out, out there i i guess when it comes down to it but at the end of the day if you if you like golf you like playing golf this shouldn't really change your your outlook on golf a little bit it doesn't affect a thing that you do unless you you are you are you do have that moral high ground that to, that most people don't but there are there is a percentage of people who do so I, I think uh, just by by making those comments, you look like a bit of a, an idiot by saying you're not going to watch golf again because at the end of the day, most most guys my age and a little bit, there's a demographic in there. We turn the golf on when we're uh, sporting a hangover on a Saturday or a Sunday morning, can lay in the couch, put on the 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 the, uh, the golf event that's on that weekend, and just relax and sit there and watch golf. So it's one of those things. I don't know if it's going to change viewership ideas and everything else. How it all went down, why it all went down, I have. I've read a little bit up on it. There were some lawsuits that were coming about, some antitrust stuff that's coming about, and I'm assuming that the uh, the Saudi lawyers are a little bit better than the PGA lawyers, and there's a little bit more money involved in that. And the Saudis basically, I don't want to say paid off, but they they say, you know what, we'll drop all these lawsuits, we'll give you guys some money, and here we go, let's just get together and, and take care of it. And, and and it's it's coming back to haunt a lot of players, and the money that that was lost by by guys like McElroy, it's uh, got to be a big kick in the junk for these guys to. Uh, to be told, like I said, the, the moral high ground about the 9-11 thing and DeChambeau and you had 
Brooks Kepka coming out last night on, on uh, CNN talking about, you know, I'm sorry about what happened, but eventually we, we kind of got to move on from these things and on and on. I don't know if you'll ever move on from the tragedy of 9-11, but it, it's one of these things where, you know, it's it's money and that's just the way things are. And and it, w- it was bound to happen, I guess, looking back, we were all kind of duped. We were all kind of made to look a little bit uh, stupid, thinking the PGA Tour was going to outlast the Saudis and their Saudi money. It's, uh, we, we get duped like uh, wrestling wrestling fans and wrestling marks did back in 1986, like I opened the show with, with Paul Orndorff and Hulk Hogan uh, pretending that they were friends and now they're not and everything else. So it's, it's funny how things uh, kind of, you can kind of match things up like that. It was uh, it was a, a big shock to me that there was a, the merger. There's a big shock to me that the uh, that there was a lot of players who weren't involved because without the players, and it, it actually just goes to show a little bit that the players don't much matter, no matter what sport it is. It doesn't matter. The the the, the sport will will outlast every player, every athlete, no matter what what it is. And it's uh, at the end of the day, there's only there's one guy really that moved the needle back to make golf what it is today, and all these players. Still be kissing Tiger Woods' ass for what he did back in the, the late 90s and into the 2000s. Every PGA Tour player uh, is making more money because of Tiger Woods. The live thing happened because of Tiger Woods. And so the, the whole thing, it, it doesn't much matter. And that's he's the only guy who's really moved the needle over the years. Yes, you had Jack Nicholas, and yes, you had Lee Trevino, and yes, you have McElroy, and on it goes. But in general, uh, when these mergers happen and the tour happens and the tour and the tour executives can go and say, we're going to make this merger without the players uh, being notified of it. It goes to show you that it don't matter who's playing these games. It don't matter that these owners have so much money, these executives so much money that the athletes don't matter at all. They are just a pawn in the game because you know what? You take this guy out, you put this guy in and it doesn't matter. People still watch. It doesn't much matter. You At the end of the day, like you you talk about how they were, they were going to be suffering at the gate at Yankee Stadium uh, when, when Jeter retired. You take him out, you insert player here. The, the, the game is bigger than the players. The game is bigger than the athletes. Teams are bigger than the athletes, no matter what. So, and, and live golf and the PGA just just proved that it don't matter who's playing. It don't matter. We are going to make money. We are going to find a way to make money because that's the only reason why that they do this. It's the only reason why TV executives do this, and that and that's the whole thing. So the merger. Like if a person really would have put their head down and thought about this a little bit, they, they, they would have seen it happen and they would have seen it going on and they wouldn't have thought the PGA Tour was bigger than Liv or that Liv was bigger than the PGA Tour. They, they decided to get together and at the end of the day, the players are still going to make a ton of money. I don't think anyone's going to be crying in their soup. All these players, yeah, they didn't get the, the, the one-time payout or the guarantee contracts or whatever it might have been. But at the end of the day, these guys are all still going to get paid and the ones who are good are going to get paid and they're going to make a lot of money. And golf's one of those sports and other than the live guys who got that guaranteed money golf's still going to be a sport where you have to be really good you have to win you have to place top five or whatever it is to to get your tour exemption cards how that's all going to play out are they going to be able to jump back and forth from the live tour to the pga tour remains to be seen once all the details emerge in the coming days but we were all duped we all thought we were we were smart and at the end of the day uh it was these uh, four or five guys who were involved in negotiations that didn't involve one one athlete didn't involve one player to to my knowledge and uh this is it's not a surprise like it was a surprise yesterday but it had 24 hours to to uh to digest it all i guess it uh, it's not a surprise at all that this happened uh anyways big news came out uh, also this morning um Going back to the old childhood here, rest in peace, the Iron Sheik, uh, one of the great characters of professional wrestling over the years, been around forever. Uh, 
athlete, everything else, humor. Uh, he ran into some bit of problems later on in his life, but at the end of the day, uh, the Iron Sheik was a big part of every everybody's uh, youth, I guess, who was my vintage, maybe a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger, but rest in peace, the Iron Sheik. I still remember him giving up the title to Hulk Hogan in 1983 at Madison Square Gardens and the whole thing, and had the Wrestle Rock connection. That's how wrestling got as big, big as it has. So rest in peace to the Iron Sheik, who passed away this morning at the age of 83, I think it was. But uh, that's uh, one of those things kind of brings a tear to a guy's eyes. But anyways, there's uh, there's my rant today. Remember to go to uh, RighteousFelon.com and uh, go get some uh, beef jerky, crap beef jerky. Righteous Felon is the official jerky supplier of Belly Up Sports. Get uh, 15% off their beef jerky uh, at, by using promo code BELLYUP at RighteousFelon.com. Calm. And on this day in 1989, the first baseball game to start outdoors and end indoors was played at Toronto Sky Dome as the Blue Jays built beat the Milwaukee Brewers 4-2 in front of 45,372 people. The newly christened building closed the roof in the fifth inning and the... Uh, the uh, John Cerruti got the win for the Jays. Complete game, giving up 11 hits, including a two-run home run to Brewer slugger Rob Deere in the ninth inning with one out and one on leading the way for the Jays was Ernie Witt, who went three for three with three RBIs in a game that took only two hours and 35 minutes to complete. Uh, it's crazy to think that we need a pitch clock now and everything else to get to a 235 game when they were doing it back in 89 and uh, with only two strikeouts. So that's the thing. Strikeouts take a little bit longer because you're throwing more pitches. So the the, the 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 length of games has nothing to do with uh, pitchers and catchers and hitters and everything else. It's a matter of less strikeouts, and therefore you get more ground balls, more pop-ups, and the game goes by quicker. More strikeouts means you have to throw more pitches. One pitch is less than three. It's simple math there, kids. That's how baseball should, should work, and we should look, look towards less strikeouts and more ground balls. And happy. What do we got here? Happy 53rd birthday to Hockey Hall of Famer Mike Medano. Born on this day in in Michigan, Medano was drafted first overall in the 1988 NHL draft out of the Prince Albert Raiders of the Western Hockey League. Played in NHL for 21 years, uh, 20 with Minnesota slash Dallas, one with Detroit, 1,499 games played. Uh, that's, a, that's a crappy stat for him because he was with Detroit and he was a healthy scratch and would have been his 1,500. Um, 1500th game played but he was scratched by Mike Babcock uh, nozzle extraordinaire Mike Babcock but anyways Medano 561 goals with 813 assists for 1374 points seven time all-star and Stanley Cup champion in 1999 with Dallas entered the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2014 so happy birthday to Mike Medano um, remember everybody subscribe to our YouTube channel today uh, we got a couple guests coming up on the 1420 podcast a couple interviews coming up we'll uh, liven things up so we hear someone else's voice other than mine every morning here on YouTube on 1420 in the morning got some other ideas coming up uh, we sign another a deal with somebody else to for a sponsorship so things are coming up fast and heavy so it's going really good here at 1420 uh, world headquarters make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel like I said listen to the 1420 podcast if you didn't watch today on on YouTube uh, make sure you uh, thank you very much for listening later on we appreciate all the support you get and also Talk to people about the show because that's the word of mouth that gets out there that gets people going. Anyways, rest in peace, Iron Sheik. And uh, everybody, I want you guys to have a great day. Uh, we'll be talk to you guys tomorrow morning again and then tomorrow night with Dave. But remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. 
Four Beer with Sports Talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it. 